Hi everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Butterfly Analogy. On today's episode, I have a fellow rocker. His name is Taz Defiant. Welcome Taz onto the podcast. Thank, thank you, I'm glad to be here. Thank you for joining me today and like driving so far out here. <laughs> you drove an hour for this, like I so appreciate it. I don't understand yeah. why people think an hour is far. I mean, I, I don't, don't know. I don't. When you drive from New York to California, an hour is like 10 minutes. You're right. You're right. You actually went out there, right? Yeah. Were you visiting friends or? I went out for a girl. Ooh. Okay. It was a wonderful summer, but that's I'll leave it at that. Okay. All right. I like that you brought that up. Maybe we'll touch upon it if you're comfortable with it. <laughs> but before uh, we do that, are you kind of scared of bugs? No. No, okay. As long as they don't bite me, don't care. <laughs> okay. Um, before we do that, I actually wanted to pick some messages from my tea bag, little yellow bag thing I have going on here. Um, and I'll go first because I'll show you how it's done. All you're going to do is just meditate on it and then you're just going to ruffle through the messages and hopefully the one that's meant for you will find you. So I'll go first. Love is an experience of infinity. <laughs> Damn it, why couldn't I have gotten that one? I just wrote a song about that this morning. Did you really? Yes. Okay, can you like touch upon it a little more? Uh, yeah, hold on. Okay. <laughs> I wrote, um, I, people call it copying, but they don't seem to understand that when you, liter when you write literary works. It's called alluding, alluding to another author. Got it. And my, one of my favorite bands has referenced Dream Theater has referenced love being the dance of eternity. And yeah. I've kind of touched upon that. I wrote, let me see. <laughs> We're dancing on thin ice, making two circles that meet in the middle. We dance and roll the dice, tossing our cards in for the dance of eternity. Wow, that's beautiful. That's so beautiful. What does it mean to you exactly? Like, why did you write that? Well, I mean, I have the whole song here, but yeah, I wrote it. I'm not sure. I had just answered your text, I think, before coming in. And then the words started flowing. I had to write it. It it's was... Beautiful. I've always said love is like a dance. Ooh, I like that. When you're, when you're going after someone, it's like a dance. Whether you're bouncing back and forth with contact or you're or you're like oh no it's there's give and take there's there's throwing your cards up in the air there's the eye contact there's everything love can be construed as a dance in itself wow that's actually a very interesting perspective and i don't think anybody has ever touched upon that before i actually really like that love is a dance and I personally love dancing and sometimes I'll go clubbing and you know and I always told my friends that you have to speak someone's dancing language you can't just dance with anyone if they don't know how to kind of match your energy in a sense you guys aren't not that you aren't compatible but it gets a little hard to like go with the music you know what I mean go with I the I understand more than anybody else yeah. I'm bipolar manic and my energy is like whoo 
I'm all over the place doing a million things. And when I talk with people, I'm I'm usually terrible with small talk. Yeah. So it's like so it's like let's go go go. We talk we talk. I go I go fast. I move fast. And at the end of the day, I either need somebody who can who can move fast but doesn't talk fast or <laughs> or both it's it's very complicated with me of course of course do you think that's why maybe you've struggled with relationships i know you kind of mentioned that before how you kind of struggled with love yeah i'm just i guess i just vibe different and it, it yeah it's been hard for me yeah i understand do you want to maybe pick a message for yourself? Let's go. Let's see. Oh, Let's wow. See you got a lot of get. cards in there. I do. And crystals. Be guided. Listen to the whispers of the universe. Ooh. Oh, okay. that's funny. Because I just wrote a, I just finished writing a song last night called Whisper a Word. You see? I'm telling you. <laughs> like, the universe and its confirmations. It sends little messages for us to kind of... For, to let us know that we're on the right path. And I guess you are. What is your path? What does it look like? I'm a protector hmm. of secrets. Secrets. I don't necessarily have secrets, but I have other people's secrets. Oh, okay. And That's most the of all... Scorpio moon, by the way. <laughs> let me tell you something. That's the Scorpio moon. <laughs> He's a Scorpio moon. So we kind of like talked about it before recording, but continue. I'm sorry. And... Most of all, I'm an entertainer. There are many things I want to move forward with. Yes. Music is just one step, and that's music has been part of my life for so long, but it isn't all I want to do. Is there, what else is there that you want to do? Well, I've had ideas for TV shows, and I also have an idea for a novel that I've actually been writing. And the novel was coming along really, it's coming yeah. along swimmingly. That's awesome. Do you want to maybe get into it a little, or did you yeah. want to keep it a secret? Nah, I could say a little bit. Okay. It's like action adventure about um, like a government conspiracy, an international one. And I have planned for like a, a series, and okay. it's going to be like a passing the torch from one book to the next. Oh, I love that. Yeah, it keeps people like engaged and wants them to keep on picking up the book, you know what I mean? Yeah, I'm working on it. I call it 10 Years Till the End. Till the end, what what significance does the title have behind the book? Like, why why title it that way? Ten years until that until that uh, government makes their big move gotcha. and their their big move for the future of humanity. It's not a good move either. <laughs> <laughs> but what I will say is, yeah. I don't consider myself an evil person, but I've always related more to the villain than the hero. <laughs> but that's actually like. That's the I'm I'm writing the book. The, the the main characters have a more simple approach as to what they're doing action-wise. Yeah. But uh, my plan is to write more towards the villain. The villain's going to he's going to know everything in advance, and it's all going to they're going to think they're going ahead. But the villain, it's all part of his plan. Wow, it's very I like that. Do you think you relate more to the villains because in a sense they're misunderstood? They're what sinister? Misunderstood. Uh, well, I say this, I really yeah. don't know. I don't know why I relate to them. I, 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 what I will say is I like it when you can see a character have honor, whether Got they're it. good or evil. If they have honor and a code, I, that's something I like. Okay, so like a value system, I guess? Yes, exactly. Gotcha. 
being honest to who you are. That uh, comes back to me as a person. Yeah. I'm I don't lie to people and I'm honest. Okay. I am who I am. I'm not changing that. I like that. I will gr- I do, I grow. I don't change. That's actually really nice that you talk about because I tend to be on the people pleasing side. So I'll change myself for someone because I don't necessarily have my own value system just yet. I'm starting to, I go to therapy actually, and we're working on that, making sure that I learn how to stay true to my own values and how to stay true to myself. Was that something that always came easy to you or? Well, when I was in high school, Mm -hmm. I didn't really have a lot of friends. I was bullied and I didn't. I didn't have a value system, but I knew I wasn't going to adopt theirs. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And I guess over time, it just grew into a value system, and that brings up another thing. The value system, most of all, is... I think I learned the most from my mother's passing, actually, that I look back on her life and her choices, and I don't don't believe in mistakes. I believe in choices. Gotcha. And I look at her choices, and I think, what would I do in that situation that would benefit me? Yeah. And at that, and I just developed who I am. It must have been a really hard time for you to kind of lose her. Well, when you live with somebody for 25 years of your life and you, you get a call one Wednesday morning and she says, I know I'm not supposed to be working, but I thought I was working this morning. She was talking in a huge panic and said, I don't even know where I am. Can you pick me up? And this is the most brilliant woman I'd ever met in my life. Her intelligence was so, so far beyond anybody. And I had spoken to a lot of people. And then that scared me. She went in the hospital. They said, you have a tumor. They oh. tr- And... She died five weeks later. That was... I understand. California was after that. (laughs) (laughs) So would you say California was a stepping stone towards something more positive after a dark period like that, or...? No, it just added to the darkness that led to my crash, and that's not something I like to talk about. My crash was a really, really rough time of my life, and I just tried to move forward. It, it, it fed towards it, and I learned a lot, and after everything the two of us went through, yeah. I realized that any neg- negative things that sh- she kind of, like, did, that wasn't, it wasn't really on her, mm-hmm. and I forgave her for it. Anything that she could have done that was negative was not the intention. It was just the way it was exactly you're right because um that's something i'm talking through in therapy about where we're trying to understand where my trauma kind of lies and a lot of it has to do with like my upbringing but you know really accepting and acknowledging the fact that there's nothing like wrong with you and it's more so the way they were raised and the way they were taught um, it gives you kind of closure and acceptance, and it allows you to forgive. And I'm I'm glad that you got to forgive her. I'm, well, I'm still. I I'm. Don't know if I've forgiven myself for all of that yet. But, that's life. It is. I move forward, and I'll keep growing, and a day will come that I can forgive myself for everything I did. Of course. 
but I'll never forget the ride. <laughs> Let <laughs> like me just that. describe that. That was fun. Yeah. I, I was, I, uh, it was Midwest. There was nothing there. Then I made it to Iowa. Oh my God! I I actually make jokes with my friends, my metal friends. I make yeah. jokes about nothing good comes from Iowa. How <laughs> come? And then what they, they you know they go they go. What about Slipknot? I'm like, I keep my stance. <laughs> <laughs> Slipknot is a band, I'm guessing. Yeah, one okay. of the one of the bigger metal bands. Got I don't it. dislike them, but it's fun. It's fun. <laughs> I'm not a big metal person, but I'm down to like listen to it. How'd you get introduced to the metal world? Uh, let's see. Well, I started on punk, actually. I was punk rock all the way through high school. I was a punk rocker. I acted like a punk rocker. And I carried myself like a punk rocker. Not the one people want to be around. (laughs) But I was a punk rocker. And I liked a few metal bands at that time. But I, I, as a guitarist, my style grew. And I started getting to be a better player. And I thought... I just want to play a little faster. I don't. I don't play fast all the time. Yeah. But metal gave me those opportunities, and I appreciate that a good metal band will be able to incorporate other genres. They can incorporate folk. They can incorporate pop. Metal is one genre that if they want to throw in disco, they can throw in country. They can throw in anything. And if it's a good band, they can pull it off. It's amazing. It, yeah. It, it's like with punk. You get a lot. There's some really good punk groups out there. There's Oh, man. It was his job. So punk that you just like were like going 
Yeah, and it was his job to uh, keep the tap off, so I kind of made it harder on him than I should have. Yeah, of course. <laughs> to anything a little bit. I, 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 I bounce around a bit. I have my heart and my soul, but I listen to a lot of different stuff. Yes, I, I went to her concert and she was just killing it up there. Her charisma was crazy. She knew like how to move a crowd and I just like, you get a high from like being surrounded by like energizing. Well, I hope that one day like... Well, if it's a concert, that's not the only thing. There's going to be probably so much weed in the air you're going to get high anyway. <laughs> I don't think there was weed, though. I mean, we did take, like, a couple of hits <laughs> from a pen. That's besides the point. <laughs> no, but it was it was amazing. She was amazing. I love live music. How do you feel about live music? I'm pretty sure, obviously. I mean, about what? How do you feel about live music? <laughs> well, wait, I didn't hear you. Life. How do you how do you feel about live? Oh, I uh, man. Well, uh, well, depends. If we're talking local, I'll be honest with you. I don't mean to bash anybody, but I just I like the local artists. I I don't feel as much camaraderie with some of them. It's I don't know. Uh, it's a you gotta have charisma. I have seen some local acts where the singer gets up there and he's shrimping on the floor and dancing. And there's some really good ones, there's some okay ones, but at the end of the day, it's your style. And those who get up there, they have a lot of guts to do that. And you have to keep going. You make a mistake, you keep going. You finish the song. It's, but when it comes to a lot, like, bigger venues, I, uh, Oh man, it's so hard to pick. I want to say AFI because they're my favorite band, but and then I look at Goldfinger, another one of my favorite bands. They were good because the singer, for one of the classic songs, he brought half of the standing floor on the stage to stand there and sing with them. That's amazing. <laughs> oh my gosh, I love that though. It gives you like a personal They did other things at that concert that I'm not going to discuss here because <laughs> it was hysterical. Oh if you want to know what Goldfinger used to do live, you can look them up. Okay. <laughs> I'll link their like things in the description. But I think I that's the weirdest thing I've seen done on the stage. Honestly, I can't think of anything on the top of my head. But I mean, the name kind of like alludes to it. Goldfinger? Yeah. It's a James Bond movie. Yeah, it's a, yeah he, that's why he named it the band that's after the James Bond movie. Never seen it. I think it's like one of the 70s ones. It's an older one. So we still have to pick the perfect song. I think the perfect song we go through. Do you think you can pick it from the bag? Oh, uh, pick it from the bag? Yeah. So I, can, I, can, I can pick a regular one that I can tell you. Is, give me a second. Oh, Jesus. Ooh, Holy yeah. fuck. I, I have two Amethyst crystals at home, and they really vibe with me. That's awesome. that I, I, it's kind of funny. I picked this out. <laughs> so it's about peace. That's the main idea I have behind it. Do you know more about it? Intuition. Intuition. It's 
for the third eye so it can open up psychic abilities. It's also known for a kind of, it can like do anything. Like when you get that third eye working, you can use it to manifest other aspects of, of, of other crystals. In so we changed location because the camera actually shut off because it overheated. So, yeah. It's too hot for even me. <laughs> <laughs> I know. We were sweating, camera overheated, computer overheated, so we had to take a quick break. But now that we're back on, I know there was a story you wanted to share with me. Well, as I mentioned, I think I mentioned, yeah. I'm working on my first album. I have a bunch of songs from different times in my life on the album that I'm working on and I was trying to come up with a name but I wasn't pushing it I was because it's I'm still takes a lot of time to record of course yeah. so I'm I just it'll come when it comes is what I told myself and then on the full moon the strawberry moon actually that night I was I was uh, watching a, a video. My uh, a fan of my favorite band made a 20-minute video based on their new album, and the and the band is known for like inspiring other people. So the band took it in and worked with it. It's amazing, yeah. It had a it had a private release in a small theater in Los Angeles back in September, and it was released um, actually like on YouTube. So I was watching it. And I saw similarities, actually, in the film to things that happened to my mom and her sister as a kid. And this band, AFI, I should say that's the name of the band, yeah. was also one of my mom's favorite bands. And I was watching it thinking, I wish mom was here to watch this. And right after I said that, there were footsteps in the house. And footsteps. no one was home. No one was home. Going, going, going. Going, going, going. And then I... Uh, I finished the video, ran into my room to cry, and I fell asleep, and she came to me in a dream. Wow, what did she say? She said, um, there was an incident when, I'm 12, when I was 12 that caused a lot of trauma. I will not be getting into that. What I will say is, it was the only time in my, in my entire life that my mom didn't stand up for me. She was going to, but I think she didn't want to face the gravity of what had happened to me. And so she, wouldn't, she couldn't face it herself. Of course. And in the dream, she, I've been, I had been kind of stressing over that a few weeks before this incident. And in the dream, my mom said to me, she gave me, she said, um, I'm sorry. I should have stood up for you then, and that, I am sorry. That is my last regret. Those were her final words, and she gave me a hug and said, if you ever need me in an emergency, know that I'll always be there. And she crossed over into the light. Wow. That's beautiful. But, oh, yeah, but when, when, oh, oh damn, I forgot. When, when we were doing the footsteps. Yeah. She said, um, I heard words in my head. Not my burden. Not my burden. And this actually could relate to you. Yeah. I, it, it, I, it's knowing where you're, where others suffering, where your suffering ends and others begins. Mm. Knowing your boundaries. That is not my burden. That is not my burden. I, that's that's what it is. Yeah. It's just learning to accept what is healthy anxiety and what isn't. That is true. That is true. Growing up, um, my mom was diagnosed with depression. 
Um, so my whole life revolved around trying to make her happy as best as I could and um, trying to just get her out of her slump, you know. So I, in a sense, kind of adopted this persona where I all I knew was how to make people laugh or all I knew was how to make people smile. And now, you know, I struggle with it because in relationships or, you know, platonic relationships as well, I go in there with the first thought of my head being like, how can I make this person smile or how can I make them happy, even if I'm not necessarily in the right state of mind. But I, I do struggle with it because like, you know, I got into it, into therapy yesterday, like keep bringing up, but um, she was saying how it's not my job to make others happy. And when she said that, it was very liberating because that's something I always struggled with. So I really thank you for sharing that with me because it does resonate. I'm glad. It. Yeah. My mom, actually, I think she suffered from depression as well. She never diagnosed, wouldn't go to anybody to diagnose it. I think she yeah. didn't want to accept it herself. So she, yeah, she had depression. It is hard, you know, especially when you don't want to get the help because sometimes we want to help people, but they don't necessarily want to be helped. And it, You can only help people so much as they want help. If somebody doesn't want your help, then you're offering then helping trying to help them is quite frankly and this is me being honest a waste of time of course it is it's a waste of time it is i've been i i'm i'm done trying to help certain people some people in my life but i would get fired they got fired from their job and i started to say like i try to help them the best i can but they don't want help so at the end of the day i am not going to offer help if you're not going to take it exactly exactly Knowing where boundaries lie. I'm getting, like, I'm going to get that tattooed on my forehead. <laughs> <laughs> oh, face tattoo. That's a pretty, face that's, that's, uh, that's pretty, that's pretty gutsy. <laughs> I do want to get a tattoo, though. I, I've been itching to get one. I kind of want to get, like, a dragon on the back of my neck or, like, near my ear. But I'm so not good with pain. Oh, uh, yeah. The ear is, I think the uh, neck is I wouldn't know, but yeah. I think that would be a tough one. I know. That's what I... I don't know. I went to the tattoo shop yesterday, and she kind of said that it didn't hurt. But then again, knowing myself, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I actually thought about getting some. I There's a logo yeah. from AFI mm -hmm. that is, looks like autumn leaves blowing in the wind, oh. and that's to me, represents change. I was thinking about getting that. I just don't have a good spot on my yeah. body <laughs> would you get like an arm tattoo what do you i think? i uh i got a little thing right here and it, it makes it so uh it makes it so it's hard to get a good oh yeah i have the same thing actually and look at us yeah mine is starting to go away though you could kind of see it towards the back or like on my legs i don't even i don't even oh yeah i don't you even know <clears throat> i don't even know what those are it's, uh, I think it's keratosis pilaris. It's like an, an overproduction of, like, keratin that we have. But oh, wow. if you, like, exfoliate and use, like, body oils, it could help. Just oh. putting that out there if you want, you know, <laughs> if you wanted to. <laughs> I don't know what body oils are. I know I use Dove. Use Dove? Yeah. Okay. That's fine. So what else, Taz? What else is new in your life? What's happening well, hope my first single is, I'm not going to give a release date because I don't have it, but yeah. I will say soon, 
soon. soon. It's uh, I'm done being in the studio for it. We were doing the finishing touches. That's awesome. That one, I'm really excited for that. I, I uh, implore you all to check out my Instagram. I will be an- making an announcement soon of course. about that. Yeah. But that one, uh, I I don't know if even discussing that's a good idea on here. It's not that it's offensive, but it's kind of an angry song. It's, okay. It's, it's, it's uh, not very loving. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't fit the theme. <laughs> no, not at all. It's okay, though. I mean, music is your way of expressing. So, you know, it's not always going to be loving all the time. And there's multiple facades to what love is. So love can be dark. You know, there's, there's so many like complexities behind it is what i'm trying to say so that's very true and that brings up the point that i wanted to say here was i think it's nine the ancient greeks have nine different words for love they have so many different loves they have love for like a sibling passionate love quick love you have love that's that's been like a husband and wife that's developed over like a long time Mm. there's that kind of love there's love for your friends. There's love for your country. There's so many different kinds of love. I don't have all the names, but you can definitely look that up. Of course. You actually brought that to my attention. I did not know there was nine <laughs> names for love. You learn something new every day. You really do. <laughs> yeah. It was... I thought... That I can only find eight online, but my brother pointed out one, so thanks, James. Shout now out I to got, you. Now I got nine. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever been to Greece before? Have you ever been out of the country before? I went to Canada, actually. Ooh. I went to Montreal with my with my best friend Nathan for like three days. We didn't do much, but it was a blast. Let me tell you, people look so different in different countries. I would and I would I would see people walking by. I saw a woman who she, she may have been fifty. Uh, was my rough estimate, but she looked like she was thirty. And these people look so different in different countries. It's weird. It is. It is. When I go to El Salvador, because my, you know, my parents are from El Salvador, they seem much happier. And they have, like, the bare minimum, which is crazy to me. They're also very healthier, which is also amazing, because they're always, like, you know, they're very laborious workers. They, They work in the sun. They work the land. So they're always active and fit. They walk hundreds of miles to get places because, you know, transportation out there, you're like blessed if you have it. It's it's crazy. And it definitely like widens your perspective on like being grateful for what you do have. <clears throat> That's how I feel. At least. It, it does. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, I honestly, I think some of the poor people are happier than the rich ones. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I think happiness is a state of mind. Yes. Uh, uh, there are items in our life, my guitar, maybe your laptop. There are things that will help us be happier, mm-hmm. but they do they alone do not make us happy. The yeah. only ones who can make us happy, who can make us love ourselves is us ourselves. That's so true. If you get like and this is something I've seen is if you get into a relationship because you want somebody to love you, that's not what you should be doing. You should already love yourself to begin with. You should go in it knowing that it's just going to add to that love. Yes, it's just going to add to what you already have. It's true. That is so true because, you know, when I get into relationships with people, it's because I want to feel loved. It's not, it's it's me trying to fill a void that's there to begin with instead of really inviting that person to love me because I love me. And that's where the value system comes in. You know, I don't have one, so there is no self-love. 
And when there is no self-love, you people please so that the other person will finally love you. And that's not healthy. You know, this sounds like a therapy thing, and I suppose it might be. Um, yeah. <laughs> try writing a note. Try writing, Hello. like, notes. Like, like rules of Alex's life. Oh, my God, yes. Life rules. Yes. And you add to them as you go, and you exactly. just make sure you remember all your life rules. Don't make 100, because then you have to memorize 100 rules. <laughs> make, like, three or yeah. four that truly... Embodies who I am. Yes. You're right. I got to do that. I got to journal. Journaling is important. Do you journal? I do, actually. Music writing is journaling, too, in a sense. Yeah. I I, I do more of a dream journal Ooh. with all, all yeah. these great dreams I have I write them down like I like that one I read for you the, those sets of lyrics oh yeah uh, that's I, I actually haven't written about the dream that inspired that I'm gonna have to write that down tonight actually did you have that dream last night yeah okay I see how are you good are you good with remembering your dreams because sometimes I'm not well if the dream makes sense I'm going to remember every last bit of it got it's, it it has a it's because I have I really have happy dreams, <laughs> but every now and then I'll have a dream that makes no sense. I'll be in a big old library and I'll pick up a book and when I look at it, there's a window. I reach my hand through the window and I'm flying through the sky and then Whoa. I hit a cloud and I slam my butt on the floor of a cafeteria. It makes no oh my sense. Gosh. If I I ever guess you have dreams that are just like they're yeah. not even they're not even drug trips. They just even a drug trip makes more sense than that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I had a dream once that I was also in a library. I, I think I was with some cousins or family or something, but they were like, it felt like family. And all of a sudden, there was like a bunch of butterflies just like flying around. I, I think they were like white or they might have been like multicolored. I don't remember exactly, but I know that much. And it was a crazy dream. It was just, it was weird, but in a good way though. It wasn't like scary or anything. Does that have anything to do with the name of the podcast? I mean, it doesn't because I had the dream after, but there are there are. Some, it was inspired by the podcast. It was inspired by the podcast. <laughs> yes, there there when I mean I did a live story like before I started the podcast, and um, I was talking about actually publishing the first episode. And while I was recording, a caterpillar actually like crawled up to me, which was so cool. And it was very symbolistic, like, because in that moment, I was a caterpillar. And now I'm kind of, like, blossoming into a butterfly. Not completely, obviously. We're in a chrysalis. But, um... You're about to crack open. Yeah. I I see it. I see you. You got... There's, like... The the walls are getting thin. Okay. And the wings are getting big. Oh, I love that. Oh, my God. I love you, Taz. (laughs) (laughs) Oh... I love this place. How, how do you feel about this place? Well, it's near Garvey's Point, actually. Yeah. And I have fond memories there. I remember, well, my brother used to dart all around the country, and I remember at one moment, I think it was Father's Day, actually, uh-huh. uh, me, him, and, and my dad, the three of us were at a, the beach down that way, down near, yeah. like, that, the small one, the really small one. Yeah. We were on that beach, and, we, and it was like, because we James was going away to Oregon right uh, like a few days later so it was kind of a goodbye thing and it was it was fun so he lives out there no he just was he like came back he came back for for everything with my mom oh i see now we're I just see. moving forward got it got it i understand so this is like a in a sense 
very close to a very important place. It is. Yeah. Yeah. It's awesome. This is a very important place to me, too. Um, it's funny because I was first introduced to this place when I was dating somebody. He brought me here. And it's probably, like, very corny, but um, I kind of made it my mission where I wanted to rebrand what this place meant to me. And I did. And, yeah, now it's this. It's, it's hard to go back to a place that was with somebody that you were... Exactly. Yeah, I... I've wanted, I love California. I want to go back, but I'll be honest with you, I'm not sure I can, my soul can handle it yet. Yeah. I'm hoping to go back for Yuletide in December. Yeah. I'm trying to find out about any Yuletide celebrations around there. I have a few contacts, but I just, it takes a lot of strength to go back there. Yeah, definitely. It's, it's heavy. Oh, yeah. That's why I'm hoping to do it with a bunch of people, is to... Yeah. Did you guys not end in a good place? I have no idea. It was like... It was a fun summer. I just... I ran out of options. I felt like I had to go home. Mm -hmm. I could have stayed, but my soul... My soul told me to go home. And I... (laughs) <laughs> listened. That yeah. was probably the last time I listened for about six months. <laughs> I got home and I don't remember anything that happened over those six oh, months. I, I, I don't. I. It, it wasn't good. Of I know course. I had the crash around yeah. then too. That and it was like, yeah. But I remember. I what I will say is I went in the hospital to get off my old medications and get on some new ones and. That experience was unique. I actually had my first spiritual experience out there. My first experience as a pagan. Wow. That was out there. That was in that hospital. And it was weird. Everybody loved... I told them what happened. Yeah. Everybody inside was like, holy crap. (laughs) (laughs) I won't get into that. Okay. But I will say that... Actually, I I don't have my guitar for the video. It's It's in the car. Mm -hmm. I didn't want to carry three miles down here. It's all right. (laughs) But uh, the guitar, it's an old 80s guitar. It's vintage. I uh, didn't have a name for it. I bought it. I traded one of my guitars for it around the time uh, a little before the crash. And the the night before we went in the hospital, I didn't name the guitar yet. All my guitars get names. So it was the night before I was going into the hospital. I knew it was coming. I knew it. Um, this girl named Sabrina, who I'd known for a while, we were talking, and she was giving me a lot of courage because she'd been, she dealt with similar stuff. Yeah. And she gave me a lot of courage, and I, uh, it was, it gave me hope that when I got out, things would get better. And then I got out. And a friend of mine, of my brother's actually, introduced me to a group of people that was like a branch off of how we met. Mm -hmm. And I just met the right people and I got the support and I grew. That's beautiful. And then I became the butterfly. My wings aren't, I'm I'm out of the cocoon, but my wings aren't aren't fully grown yet. That's okay. (laughs) That's okay. They're almost there and then they have to get their colors. Oh my gosh, yes. They're so a little wet. They're still a little wet, but they'll dry off. Oh, we got some squirrel action happening in the back. 
<laughs> Actually, that brings up another point of love yeah. is um, not squirrels, squirrels, screw squirrels. You run over them with the car, they sit there waiting for you to run them over. They're oh, asking for stop. it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you're gonna there was like cut. two you're girls gonna... fighting over there when I first got here. <laughs> they were like going at it with each other. Please cut that out. <laughs> no, I'm serious. No, I will. Don't worry. <laughs> well, I actually, the, the squirrels running by reminds me of something that happened a few weeks ago. I was walking through Chandler Estate. It's out in Mount Sinai. It was okay. a path in the woods. And I see a baby bunny rabbit. It couldn't move. It was alive, but it couldn't move. Yeah. So I picked. the car ride over they don't last a 10 minute car ride but i tried i picked up the bunny bud brought it over and i'm not sure if it made it i mean i know it made it there but i don't know if it survived any longer more yeah. than likely did i didn't make the call because i didn't i didn't i didn't want to find i didn't want to find out of course i know you get attached to things and like not so happy endings are not so fun to deal with yeah, yeah. but i remember bringing it over and the moment i i pulled into the refuge it jumped it jumped, and it, it hadn't been jumping before. Couldn't yeah. even move. But it still had some cuts. It had a cut on its nose, actually, a big Aww. one. But I, I, I think they've probably fixed it. I hope so. I hope he's okay. <laughs> if anybody knows about the pet bunny, let's name him Jack. I... That that bunny was named Jack. If anybody knows about Jack, please Jack give Rabbit. us an update. Jack. Rabbit. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> you actually gave us a joke off mic. Can you like repeat it again? Jackrabbit. No, the other one. The what? one with the dad. Oh no! So do you, want, you really want me to do this dad joke? I don't want to make this one public. It's too good, but okay, <laughs> whatever. All right. So a dad is looking at his three sons. Yeah. They're at the dinner table. The three sons are all discussing different dad jokes. The father is intrigued, so he stops them from talking and he says, "If I may add, if I may interject, I've only made three jokes in my entire life, and they are sitting here right in front of me." <laughs> You know how long it took me to process that? It took about, like, a couple of seconds before I actually realized why it was funny. Like, yo, I can't with myself. I can't. But, Taz, I want to thank you so much for doing this with me and for coming out all this way. And I think this is actually a great place to end things, if that's okay with you. Yep. All right. Is there any socials you want to share with us before we go? Uh, my social media? Yeah. I just, I have my, uh, I think my TikTok is Taz Defiant. Just no spaces, I think. Or Taz okay. Defiant Official. Yeah. I know my Instagram is Taz Defiant Official. No spaces. And that's, follow me on Instagram. Uh, my music will be out shortly. Yeah. And I want to send a special thank you for... To my uh, business partner for always being by my side. Thank you, Ari. Aww. You can check her music out. She's great. Arizona Lindsay. You can check her out on Spotify. Ooh, definitely. I'll make sure to tag everything in the description box. But until then, stay beautiful, everyone. Bye. Bye. <coughs>